We go now to the Milwaukee Brewers, and I'll tell you, Jim, you know, there's there's always, there's been a lot to like about the Milwaukee Brewers. There's been a lot of disappointment with the Milwaukee Brewers. The Brewers have dealt with some injuries uh, over time, and, you know, I mean, it's a, it's a team that I like. I don't know if it's a team that I love, but it's a team that I like. Talk to me here. Did the Brewers, well, I mean, coming into the 2023 season, Jim, Better or worse than last year? I think they're a better team than they were last year. I think Matt Arnold has taken over control of the baseball operations department from David Stearns and was very aggressive this offseason. I liked his moves. Um, He tried to add some young bats. The biggest move he made in the offseason was a three-way trade with the Oakland Athletics and Atlanta Braves that landed William Contreras, the younger brother of Wilson Contreras, in that trade, uh, he traded top prospect Asturi Ruiz to Oakland in that deal. But they love Contreras because they think it gives them a middle-of-the-order 25-home run catcher. And they think Craig Council and his staff can really help uh, William improve his game calling, which is the big question for him. The other big move they made is trading Colton Wong to Seattle for outfielder Jesse Winker and infielder Abraham Toro. Now, the key is, you know, can Winker bounce back and be the guy he was two years ago for Cincinnati before he had the neck and the back injury and before he had that problem that he did with Seattle. In free agency, they signed Wade Miley to a one-year deal worth $4.5 million, um, added a bullpen piece in Justin Wilson, and also uh, brought in Brian Anderson to give them depth at both third base and right field coming off the bench. So, look, this is a team, Howard, as you know, that's built around starting pitching and bullpen. Uh, it's always been a very good defensive team. They have a very good farm system. Uh, to your point, second-best team in the division for me after St. Louis. Mm-hmm. But they've got the starting pitching that, you know, they can make a run, and they have a chance to win the division. They'll be in a race, and they have a chance to be a wild-card team if they don't win the division. I definitely think that they've got wild card dreams going on there. I do think that they can compete for the division. Let's talk about what we've got uh, from them on a fantasy standpoint uh, on the field here. We'll start offensively. Uh, like you said, William Contreras behind the plate. I think we're both uh, a big, you know, big fans of William Contreras and that pocket of catchers uh, right where he's going. So that's a, you know, a nice one there. Rowdy Telez. Uh, over at first, I don't know if he's going to maintain the job the entire time. He's a left-handed bat. Uh, they did bring in Owen Miller. There's Keston Hira also and Luke Voigt, a couple of uh, right-handed bats behind. Uh, Luis Urias over at second base. Brian Anderson at third. Willie Adamas uh, over at short. We should also, I feel like we should mention Bryce Terang here also, Jim, just because you know, we know that with Tyrone Taylor hurt in right field, they've got Tyler Naquin. They could put Brian Anderson out there, which could mean that, you know, Urias has to play some third uh, and maybe Bryce Terang gets a little bit of a look at the keystone. Uh, also in the outfield, Christian Yelich uh, and the center fielder, who's a guy who uh, I'm kind of bullish on here, Garrett Mitchell, Jim. Yeah, it could flat out fly, and uh, you know that he, he'll fill up that stolen base category quick. We saw him at the end of last year, so we got glimpses of how elite he can be. So, you know, to your point, Telez is going to give you the home runs at first base. He's a cheap option later in drafts. If you if you didn't go and get a top first baseman, you're going to get power from him. Mm-hmm. I think Tarang, Tarang's a really underrated kind of sleeper second baseman for them. Adamas hit 31 homers last year, drove in 98, and although he didn't have a great year at the plate, I think he'll bounce back a little bit. 
Um, you know, last year he only hit 238, 298 on base. But, you know, I, I, I believe that there's more in the tank than what we saw there. Good player. Um, and then Yelich has the back that he's been fighting. I don't think he'll ever be what he was, but he's worked awful hard to get into shape. Um, and you mentioned Taylor's injury, which looks like Anderson and Naquin probably the safe bet to platoon and right to start the year. But don't sleep on Sal Freelick in right field. Don't sleep on Joey Weimer, two of their best outfield prospects, who also this year will be in the mix for them. They have a good bench, too. Keston Hera, as we've seen before. Mike Brasso, uh, Victor uh, Carantini also on the bench. So they have some pieces, but I think in terms of... I forgot of to do, mention Jesse Winker also. He's, he's yeah, the DH. now with Milwaukee. Yeah, DH. Yeah, yeah and, and, it's, and the reason you want to mention Winker is not what he did last year, but you want to mention him, what he did with the Reds two years ago. Yes. Uh, good friend of Joey Votto. <laughs> but to remind people, he hit three oh five, was on base 39% of the time with 24 homers and 71 RBIs and 77 runs in 2021 with the Red Legs. Yeah, that is exact. It's a, a great point. That was actually the point that I was going to slide in there was that Jesse Waker looked so good uh, hitting in Cincinnati, and then he did, spent that year in uh, in Seattle, and it just it did not work. It did not work at all. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I, I I still think obviously he has trouble with left-handed pitching, and uh, and that could limit some at bats, but I dig it. So for me, Jim Garrett Mitchell. Rowdy to Leslie, William Contreras. I like Willie Adamas also. I'm not going to lie. Those are the those are the, probably the, the the ones who I'll look at the most uh, in fantasy drafts. You, yeah. And then of course, where you really want to look at the Brewers is their starting pitching because they're loaded with that, led by Corbin Burns, arguably the best pitcher in fantasy. Some people say Garrett Cole. I'd probably go Burns. Love them both. Brandon Woodruff, uh, another elite starter. Freddie Peralta has some injury risk, but when he's healthy, good luck hitting that slider. Nobody does. Um, so when you got Burns, Woodruff, and Peralta, I'll target all three of those guys in fantasy drafts. Um, I will, and I have. I don't have any shares of Woodruff yet. I definitely I have Burns, and I've got some Freddie Peralta. What about that back end of that rotation? You got uh, a couple of Southpaws and Eric Lauer and Wade Miley. Uh, in in contention here, Adrian Hauser always seems to find his way uh, into a bunch of starts for the uh, for the Brewers. Bryce Wilson, Jansen Junk, who they got in that deal in the uh, it was the Hunter Renfro deal, yeah, um, that they got him. Anything there on that that back end? Aaron well, Ashby, who's banged up. I mean, the one thing about Eric Lauer, you know, eleven wins last year, three six ERA, doesn't strike out a lot of guys. You know, he and he and Miley, kind of those soft tossing lefties that set up and make Burns, Woodruff, and Peralta look that much better when they're sandwiched in between a soft-tossing lefty. Uh, but he does, you know, did make 29 starts in 111 games last year with a decent ERA, so you're just not going to get the strikeouts. In fact, 157 and 158 and two-thirds last year. Back end of the bullpen, it's Devin Williams and that changeup. He's the guy. He'll get most of the saves. Not that Bush and Strzelski and Milner and Guerra won't get some. They might, but it's mainly going to be Devin Williams with that bad, nasty changeup that'll get most of the saves. Yeah, yeah I kind of see that the uh, the exact same way. So pitching-wise, love those top three starters. Love Devin Williams as a closer. You have to jump early if you're going to want Devin Williams. He's coming off as like the fifth closer off the board, roughly, about that, fifth, sixth right. guy. Mm-hmm. Right in that in that range. Um, all right, so those are the starters right there. Let's uh, let's kind of dive into uh, 
potential rookies to watch, possible call-ups. How do you like the Brewers' farm system? I do like it. Um, in terms of the rookies, it's the three rookie outfielders, right? Garrett Mitchell, who you mentioned, who you're targeting, center fielder can fly. Sal Freelich and Joey Weimer. All three of them are legitimate outfield prospects, and all three are competing. Sal Freelich was their first-round pick out of Boston College. He can flat-out hit. He gets on base. He steals bases. He can score runs. I won't be surprised if he wins the right field job at some point. And if he does win it, he's not going to give it back. I can see the outfield being Freelich, Mitchell, and Yelich before it's all said and done. We'll have to wait and see. But certainly all three rookie outfielders you should consider. Now, their best prospect, and it's not even close, is one of my favorite hitting prospects in the game, uh, Jackson Chorio. Um, he is going to win a batting title someday. He is the best-looking hitter the Brewers have in their whole system. It's not even close. He's an elite prospect. He's not major league ready. I think he's still a teenager. Uh, but I've seen enough of him to tell you that they don't come any more special than he does in terms of the hit tool. Uh, and a really good kid. But he works at it. The swing is amazing. Short, quick to the ball. He handles all kind of pitching. Um, in fact, he's 18 years old. He's out of Venezuela. Absolutely love this kid. If you have any chance of getting him for Dynasty, get him. Um he made it all the way to double A last year. Just a cup of coffee. But he, he made it all the way to double A at 18 years old. 18. Going to win a batting title someday. I absolutely love this guy. So glad we get to talk about him. Like that, One of the parts <laughs> I love about this job is when I get to talk about a guy like Jackson Chorio. Right? Because it's like talking about Steph Curry when he was drafted. Like you love talking about it way before they do it. Like when Juan Soto was a teenager and I got to talk about him. Like it was so much fun that when he became a star, like all of the pundits had Victor Robles as the best outfield prospect for the Reds. And you and I in this show brought up Juan Soto as a teenager. That's what Jackson Churio is. That's a bold statement. That's a really bold statement. I love it. Very bold statement. Jackson Churio. Uh, for those of you out there who uh, have spelling difficulties, C-H-O-U-R-I-O. Jackson Churio. Uh, I love that. I love that. Um, all right. You mentioned earlier that, that Matt Arnold took over for David Stearns this year. Um, I don't personally know much about Matt Arnold, but let me ask you, Jim, how aggressive is Matt Arnold going to be when it comes down to crunch time and the Brewers need to uh, fill a hole or two in order to uh, not just make the playoffs, but advance in the playoffs? Well, I'll share a fun fact with you. My last year as general manager of the Cincinnati Reds, my last two hires were Matt Arnold and Nick Crawl. <laughs> Arnold's now the GM in Milwaukee. Crawl's now the GM of Cincinnati. Those are my last two hires. I hired them as interns my last year in Cincinnati. So there's that. Matt Arnold is a honest, hardworking, aggressive GM who's not afraid of anything or anyone at any time. He's a in-your-face, here-we-go. Does his homework. He listens to David Stearns as a consultant. He works well with Mark Antanasio. Works hand-in-hand with Craig Council. They need Seth, and he'll go get it. He's not afraid. Dude, I love the coaching tree. I love the coaching tree. I, I need to... I You know what? I need to do like a, like a genealogy thing, but just take uh, from from you, from players you you've drafted, uh, careers that have gone, you know, the way they've gone, uh, GMs, interns, everything like that, 
That's pretty good. Nick Kroll and Matt Arnold, the last two hires of yours, uh, and they're both general managers right now. That's that says a that says a lot. Says a lot about the guy I'm sitting with here, Jim. I'm not even blowing smoke. I'm uh, I had no idea that about Matt Arnold. I am uh, <laughs> I want to say some bad words here, but I'm effing impressed. I really yeah. am. Last two of the Reds, yeah. And and, and and I and I hired Dana Brown in Washington, who's now the GM of the Astros. Hello. The GM tree is and, alive and I'll tell you, I'll tell you well. a funny story on Dana Brown. So I, when I took over the Montreal Expos becoming the Washington Nationals, um, it was a short-term thing initially. It ended up being a long-term thing, but it, initially it was a short-term thing. Omar Minaya got the job with the GM of the Mets, and he came over and called me up and asked permission to talk to Dana Brown about about a key position with the Mets. And 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 Omar will, will tell you this. And I said to him, I said, you can have permission to talk to anybody you want here except Dana Brown. <laughs> anybody except Dana Brown. I will I will grant you permission. That's a true story. And I, I, I rewarded Dana with a three-year contract the next day. I told him what I had told Omar. And now look at him today. He helped the Braves build a world championship team. He was instrumental in Spencer Strider and Michael Harris II. Atlanta doesn't get those two guys without him. And now, and now he's trying to win a world championship in Houston. So, uh, yes, hire good people and good things happen. Hire good people and good things happen. I love that. I love that. All right, let's wrap up our coverage here of the Milwaukee Brewers. As always, Jim, I ask you for one sleeper and one bust. Yeah, I'm going to go Sal Freelich as my sleeper. You know my feelings about him. I just think there's a pathway. I have a hard time believing that Brian Anderson, Tyler Naquin, and even Tyrone Taylor are going to stand the way of Sal Freelick. Sal Freelick's a better player than all of them. I see the pathway. You get stolen bases. You get batting average. You get run score. Those are three categories. He's a sleeper. My bust is Christian Yelich. You know, I think there's a lot of people out there that have hopes that Christian Yelich can return to the star player he was when he signed that long-term contract with the Brewers. I don't think physically he can get back there. I hope I'm wrong. I really do. He's still young enough. He's only 31 years old. But it's been a long time since he hit 36 and 44 homers. You know, hit 14 last year, stole 19, hit 252. And I hate to say it, but we've watched him three years in a row be a 12-14 home run guy and nothing more. And I know people want him to be more than that. I think if you want to be more than that, you're going to find it to be a bust. All right, there you go, folks. The Milwaukee Brewers in a nutshell.